And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast. Uh, sitting not across from me, usually he is, but now he's in a car driving. Kyle, where are you right now? I'm in the middle of Brewster, Washington. Just finished up a weekend. Uh, well, it's not even the weekend yet, but I've been golfing nonstop, and I'm in a car right now. <laughs> yeah. But that's how... That's how committed we are to getting this podcast done for everybody. Yeah, there you go. See, we we love to do these little intros and outros for the episode to kind of set it up and let everybody know what's going down. Uh, but the only time we were available is when Kyle it was in between playing golf and in a car. So thank you, Kyle, for joining us for these quick little intro. And for everybody else, uh, today we have a special treat on uh, the Go Fix Yourself podcast. We have none other than Elisa Marie Salvaggio. Salvaggio. Salvaggio, yes. Uh, it's such a fun last name to say. That is a good one. Yeah, she is the owner of Burn and Bloom. It's a body movement studio. And she also is a phenomenal photographer. And she's starting business after business. And she's just a fucking badass, dude. Um and so we're very excited to have Elisa Marie on, and she took time out of her busy schedule to talk to us two old dudes. This episode is uh, pretty great because you find somebody, she's a mom, she's a business owner, wife, all of these different things that take up so much of your time. And you're going to listen to this episode, you're going to be like, I feel lazy because she does everything <laughs> under the sun. So yeah. without further ado, here is our episode with Elisa Marie. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, Elisa Marie. <sighs> thank you. A, thank you. You're Terrible thank crowd you. noise. Uh, we're very excited you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, I know you just finished a yoga class. I Yes, I did just finish a class. Not quite yoga. This was a hit class. Okay, well, yeah. This, yeah. Uh, I mean, sorry. Uh, I don't feel relaxed right now. I'm that's still how far on. I've, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. how far I've yes. removed That's how long he's been off the <laughs> wagon yeah. for fitness. Yeah, uh, where have you been? Uh, here, doing <laughs> this thing. Okay, okay. Uh, that's not fair. really, not really. Not Burn true. and Bloom put out an Amber Alert for <laughs> Steven. <laughs> if you've seen yeah. this guy, yeah. get him back uh, in here. Okay, so for the people listening, um, Elisa Marie... Salvaggio. Mm, now nice. she's married. She just got married ten days before me, mm-hmm. um, and you are the owner of Burn and Bloom, which is a body movement studio. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Yes, I chose that because while a lot of what I teach is yoga based, um, I think a lot of people that do yoga can be pretentious. Yeah, and I didn't really want that involved in the studio. When we do practices, there are some classes that have raunchy, loud music, and it's yeah. fun, and we yell and we curse. And um, sign me up. <laughs> people were like, yeah. "That's not yoga," and I'm like, mm, "Okay, well, if you want to get into what yoga is, we yeah. can go deeper on that. I'd rather not." So instead, 
I was like, okay, body movement. And we yeah. have some like dance and stuff like that. So I figured that just was a whole inclusive name for the I studio. I love it. Yeah, because I think, so I, to talk about the history that we we just kind of brushed on, I came to Burn and Bloom in 2020, early 2020, mm-hmm. before I stopped working out forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> before everyone um, fell off the wagon and, and the world ended for a second. And yes. I have heard I heard of your studio and I was like, okay, I'm going to go. The, like, I'm going to just go try it out. And I think the one thing that really throws everybody back is like you you were thinking like, oh, it's going to be like more of a yoga thing. Like we're all on mats, bring my yoga mat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was intense. <laughs> And it was just like, uh, it wasn't even the most intense class that you <laughs> offered at that time. It was like the step down. And I was like drenched in sweat, mm-hmm. but I was like hooked. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. Because like you said, uh, it was, well, how I explain it to people and tell me if I'm wrong okay. is like, it's yoga poses, but you're just constantly moving. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah, it's yeah. based in like, the postures that we do are yoga based. Um, we incorporate more plyometrics and cardio and high intensity in our workouts yeah so it's a whole some of the classes and i will say there there are more like power vinyasa classes they're a little bit more traditional if you know power yoga Mm -hmm. um but we still are moving through it if we're holding a posture we're holding it for a reason i mean you're feeling it but yes it is very a, a very fluid movement a fluid practice we like to go with the music and sometimes that music is cardi b Dude. Actually, tonight in class, while we're doing lunges with these weights, these like side lunges and weights, everyone was rapping to Cardi B. Oh, hell yeah. And it was, my heart was so full. Yeah. You know, I felt so enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's yoga for that's me. Funny. No. Uh, um, yeah. So it is. It's like that. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things, too, because it's like I was like, I dug the music. Mm-hmm. And like, I love working out if it's mm-hmm. like one, two, three. Four, one, two, and it's like that's what you would do, and then you would like, you know, I don't know how you don't lose your voice. Like, well, I did. Do you, maybe you weren't coming to classes yet. Yet, in nineteen, it was late nineteen. I completely lost my voice. I actually did some vocal cord damage. Oh, wow. My voice didn't used to be raspy at all, so I did have to pull back a little bit because you know, screaming at yeah. people for an hour have loud every music, day. But then you're like screaming out the yeah. the names and mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to do this, this, yeah. this, and keep going, and keep going. And yes. it's like, it's That's a lot. exactly how I sound. <laughs> and then, I, I wonder why people going. don't come to I've class been, anymore. I've been working, <laughs> I've been working on it all day long. Yeah. Um, impressions isn't one of my, my, my strong yeah. suits. Um, okay, so you run a yoga studio, yes. but then let's also talk about your photography. Yes. Uh, so you run... Multiple. I do. So Sons and Daughters Photography, I started actually almost 13 years ago. Okay. And it was a side thing. You know, I was one of those mom-tographers. I mean, I always wanted to be a photographer in high school. Back when I was in high school, you couldn't just, like, start your own business. You know, there wasn't Facebook yet. No social media. And I was like, I'm going to have to go to school for photography. Seems strange. But I still loved it. And then once I had my first son, I just started taking tons of pictures of him. And I started taking pictures of my friends. And it just grew and grew and grew. Over time, it kind of ebbed and flowed. I've moved a couple different states and I've pursued it. And then I've taken breaks from it. When I had Mm -hmm. my second son, I stepped back up from it for a while. And I also just didn't want to put out whatever. I didn't want to put out what I thought people wanted. I wanted to do what I was good at. I started doing like newborn photography 
you know, where you like take four hours to pose a baby. Oh yeah. Oh, boy. Yes, with like the cute giant We've hats done that. and that. Yes. Okay. And it's oh, yeah. Really warm. Mm-hmm. Everyone's Give them sweating. A ton yeah. Of milk. yeah. Yeah. It's, oh god. Yeah. I'm not getting them the milk, well, but someone sure. is. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kyle um, is. That was his job on his last. The milkman. <laughs> I got nipples. <laughs> I got nipples. <laughs> I got nipples. Yeah. I've got nipples. Uh, I got Can kicked milk out me? real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I was like, I hate this. This is the worst. I don't yeah. want to keep doing this. So I kind of took a step back and was like, what am I good at? What do I love? And then I let those people come to me. Okay. So <laughs> my photography was always, it was just a side thing. Yeah. Um, before I opened the studio in 18, I actually went back to full-time photography. I did a lot of birth photography. I was also a doula a birth support person. And I was doing that a lot in 2018, but when I opened Burn and Bloom, it was really hard to do both. So those kind of mm. went on the back burner. I pursued the studio and still did shoots. I just wasn't, Yeah, I wasn't um, advertising. I've never, I've actually never advertised for any of my businesses. Ne- never cool. done paid advertising. Oh, let's dive into oh, that later. Yeah. So um, yeah, Sons and Daughters, I started picking it back up in the last couple of years, a lot more. And then we just launched yeah. the Wilds Storytelling Photography, which is with my husband, doing elopements, smaller weddings, couples. Um, our our name means wild, wild savage. I didn't do savage because, you know. Wow, yeah. savage. Yeah. Kind of like savage is a little, it's, we're it's, not sure about that. It's problematic you know, right uh, now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but savage with like savages with a Z at the end or something like that. <laughs> That's Ooh, it, yeah. That That's would have been money. That would have so, been money. Um, I fell madly in love and I was like, I want to take pictures of people who are madly in love, yeah. not stuffy, not big weddings. Listen, if you want to have a big wedding, that's awesome. I say, go for it. I love it. It's just not my type of wedding. I want to like get to know our couples yeah. and smoke a joint with them after oh, yeah. on the reception. Like yeah. that's the kind of like vibe that we have. And we have a lot of fun and we party at the wedding with our people. And so we've, we've started doing that recently and that's been really fun to do. That is cool. Uh, was did Johnny have experience in photography, or did you no. kind of teach him everything I've, you knew? Yeah, I, I've taught him. I mean, he always loved like nature photography. He yeah. grew up like up north on a farm, so very like nature, okay, not people. But he's good with people. Yeah, he and is. the thing is, is like, and he makes people feel comfortable, and that's mm-hmm. really the most important part in photography. For sure, the, the like the camera stuff you can teach to people. You can't teach people how to be. Yeah, that presence to have weird. that presence. As soon as like, I mean, I, you know, I I do video, of course, you know, as you know, and like, as soon as you put a light and a camera or just a camera in front or of your face or a microphone, yeah. it's just like people. It, it's it's a little harder to kind of get normal. Yeah, you got to get loosey goosey, yep. and so yeah, like freeing them up and like getting them comfortable is yeah takes a while. It does. It's a, it takes a that's a level uh, of something you, you can't teach very easily you got to learn it and you got to know it so so we're having fun with that so that's another another new you know in all my spare time i'm also photographing all right well that's the podcast uh i gotta go she's got four photo shoots tonight (laughs) light Uh is burning okay so now that we've kind of um told everybody what you do Mm -hmm. uh let's move on back to the yoga Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's how I got introduced to you. And I think that's really how you, I don't know, I mean, how you started like growing, yeah. you know, in Anchorage and then in Alaska. Um, why yoga? How, how did you get into it? What was it? Um, let's go from the beginning. I started yoga because I got really into working out. 
So I did yoga on my rest day, right? That was like, I got into it for the physical reasons. It was not anything deeper than that. I wasn't really into anything deeper than that. I was just like, I want something that feels good for my body when I need to recover. And then I started practicing yoga at a studio, was going like every day because I'm a little bit obsessive. And so I challenged myself to go every day. So I made it like 127 days in a row, every single day. gracious. I know, no chill. And then I was kind of bored (laughs) because it was like the same thing. And I was like, I'm already calm enough, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't need any more calm in my life. (laughs) Um, But I found a woman who taught yoga very differently. Mm -hmm. And it was like this radical, like a way to reconnect with yourself. And it was a very feminine energy and positive, like um, sexual, sensual type of movement incorporated with yoga. Mm -hmm. And for me, as someone who was raised in the church um, and got married at a very, very young age, too young, and never like connected with myself, never found out who I was like as a woman. I went from like a high school student to somebody's wife, but I never got to really figure out who I was or or be present in my body. You skipped like the 20s, basically. Yeah. mm -hmm. It's like that was was my 20s. That was our 20s, like just figuring out. Yeah, I didn't figure anything out. We're still figuring things out. but We are every day. Um, and so I found this type of practice that was like fun music and was more about dancing and was like a fluid motion and allowing you to really feel your body. And it felt empowering and freeing in a way that I had never felt. And I was like, yikes, this is going to like change my whole life. And it did. It, I mean, it changed my whole life. So you started really enjoying it. You're 127 days in. Yeah. 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 Well, that was at a different studio. I was like, nah, that's boring. I found this and I was like, I want to teach this. I want to share this with, it started with women and then it grew to like with anybody who needs this because also men need to reconnect with their bodies and feel themselves. 1,000%. Get into feminine, (laughs) like the masculine and feminine. And we'll get into that because that's what Burn and Bloom is. But for me, um, I don't, I just had never never really like connected with my body like yeah, that. Yeah, that would be something um, I do remember. First off, the vibe that like you, I don't know, you create in your space is is um, electric, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so like you can feel the people excited to be there. And then you can also feel how, even though we're dog tired or you're they're dog <laughs> tired, that it's like they're still feeling like great. Yeah. And that was another thing too. I was like, there would be a lot of classes where I'd be one guy. I'd yeah. be the only guy yeah. out of, you know, 20 plus yeah. people. And, but it did not, it never felt weird. Yeah. It never felt weird to me. Even I loved, I started like, I would come into class mm-hmm. and I would just go straight to my seat. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I barely know Lisa Marie. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go straight to, you know, and I'll just wait for everybody. But then I slowly started like, they're laughing out there. Yeah. I'll go in and say hello. <laughs> and then it just be, started becoming like more of like, I like doing it. I'll show up early now so I can yeah. start talking. Yeah. It's great what you've done. It's there. a cool community. I feel like I kind of joke that it's all the misfits, people who didn't feel comfortable in other yoga studios. And that's mm. not true because some people come in and they also practice at other studios yeah. and it's just different and they love it. But a lot of people have come to me and been like, I didn't feel comfortable going anywhere else. And I walked in and I felt comfortable here. And and men who've come in too say the same thing. Well, first they go, Am I allowed to be here? Which I, I'm like thankful that <laughs> they- Absolutely not. Hey, get yeah. the hell out. But they're like, I don't want to make anyone else feel yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I'm raising two sons. Mm-hmm. To me, it was extremely important that we had a space that men could also practice and also see women practice that way. Yeah. In their power, being sweaty, 
in very little clothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of us don't practice in much clothing. And and I've had people be like, oh, well, you let guys in there too. And I'm like, listen, if if <laughs> if, if they're the if they have the energy up, to yeah. look around, <laughs> yeah. they're not working hard enough. And I have never ever ever in four years had any issues with men being that way. And yeah. that's pretty that's pretty incredible. Well, my head, I would. So here's the thing: I would look around and I'd be like. Well, she's doing it. I gotta do yeah. it. Like, and that is it, it was one like thing. a motivator to like yes. see everybody else around. And I'm like, damn. But not like, okay. oh, look at her ass. Like, oh, it's no. never, never inappropriate. Yeah. It was always, dude. I am sweating. Yeah, like, you're dying. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you have time. <laughs> no, and also and, like you don't want to. You just like also, you want to get through the fucking class. I feel like <laughs> it's hard to be aroused when, when you're men- dying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's not, what I we're heard. Not gonna, I heard. We're not going to dig deep. I read that, that in the book. <laughs> when men come in, I feel like I'm pretty good at one, <laughs> setting the tone of like who's in charge. Mm-hmm. And I also make sure they die. Like I want them, I do, yeah. I want them to kind of like be humbled a little bit. And it does start with that. It's like looking around like, wait a minute, these girls are not as in shape as I am and I, I can't do this stuff. And then they start to be like, Oh shit, I gotta take a break. Yeah. And like, that's really important because for everyone to like drop mm-hmm. the ego, oh, but yeah. especially men who come in. And so it's kind of fun yeah. to to see that whole evolution of it's, them it's, it <laughs> come is in and then- It's definitely humbling yes. to see. Uh, and I, it's funny because I, I definitely had, I brought a friend to class once and this was like right in January, 2020. And he was like, yeah, dude, I'll come over. I'll come over, I'll be there tomorrow. And he did not know what he was signing up for. Mm-hmm. And he- was struggling. Is he the he one who said, I'm going to go do my workout after this? Oh, I don't. I, I had one guy say that. So. And that's I was insane. like, yeah, that's because this you weren't. Warm up. I was like, that's uh-uh. because you didn't do anything yeah. you did. You didn't have. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> there was uh, one guy that did no, that. No, this wasn't that guy. He did, he showed up without a water. <laughs> oh, no. And Forget like, it. I had to, I had to like, I'm like, dude, you can have some of mine. I'm like, here you go, bud. Like he was just dying. Like you just don't know what no, you're getting yourself into. <laughs> it's and awesome. So, it is awesome. It's so I fun. love it. I love it. Yeah. We're going to have to get Kyle to come one of these days. You should come. Yeah. yeah. I could use a good pre-workout, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had one guy be like, I really, he had, he, the class hadn't started in the beginning. We were having a discussion and he was like, yeah, this is something I would do on a rest day. And I was mm. like, we'll see. Yeah. At the end of class, we'll see. And I just yeah. kind of teased him. I love that. And we'll um, he died. And yeah. we also gave him shit for that yeah. forever. They yeah. moved out of state. But he came all the time. Him and his yeah. wife came to class all the time. They oh, loved no. it. And we were always like, is this is this your rest day? <laughs> and he's like, I didn't know. That, that's one thing I'll never understand about, like, the fitness industry. Like, you know Chris Bryant. Yes. That's who I go to. Yes, I love Chris I train Brian. with Chris. We all love Three Chris. times a week, usually. He's the other I, Lululemon ambassador. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And so... I work out with some of the Lululemon mm-hmm. girls yep. and, and stuff like that. And it's just like so many times, like, I feel like people want to be so cocky when it comes to mm-hmm. fitness. Like, I can handle that. Yep. And I see that especially with Chris's mm-hmm. class where, you know, you're working with a barbell or something and people are like, that doesn't even look that heavy or mm-hmm. hard. And it's just, I don't know what it is in our heads when we see people like doing something that's, we automatically have to assume that like, yeah. that's easy. I can do that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and yeah. Just, the fitness, the fitness industry yeah. in general is a really strange one. I feel like I've, I feel like I've never really fit into that either, which is why Burn and Bloom mm. seems so different. I, I love working out and mm. I love getting strong and I, but I just, I don't know. There's, there's a, a certain lot there. type. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know just there's like, people breaking eh. it, but yeah. There are people breaking it. Um, I think that the the studio has a really beautiful blend of body positivity, but uh, I'm I'm careful on that too because it is we are very po- body positive, mm-hmm. all bodies, all shapes, all sure. sizes at the studio. 
all levels, people know how to modify, all ages too. We have some we have some older women who come that I just love them so much because they're like grandmas, but they're in there getting it. Ooh, yeah. And Throwing and I'm like, this Cardi is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. I'm like, this is what we need, right? We need to see women of all ages and sizes doing this. And so yeah. it is that. And also it's not, you, you can also want to improve your body. You're allowed to feel that way. For sure. You're allowed to have goals 100%. and to want to do that for whatever reason it is. You don't have to have, it's, it's up to you. So there's a balance of that of like, no, we're allowed to like, but also we're not trying to punish our body in our workout. We do this because we love it mm -hmm. and we're honoring it and we respect it and we want to strengthen it, not because we hate it and we want to change it. Ooh. That's a hard, That's and a, we practice oh. with mirrors, which is also really challenging for some people because I was one of those people that like looking at a mirror when you're working out and not wearing a whole lot of clothing, that yeah. can be challenging. Oh, you see a lot yeah. moving. You see a lot moving, but that's what bodies are supposed mirrors? to do. Are they the skinny mirrors <laughs> no. or are they kind no, of no, the no, fat no. mirrors? No, they're the fat mirrors. Yeah, I was definitely. gonna say, yeah. Chris has some ones that are not flattering. <laughs> and when you do a squat, like circus, when you like do a the... squat in front of those things, you see bulges <laughs> like you didn't even know. Exactly. And I just, I feel ashamed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Chris, take me out of the class. Oh, gosh. I got I to go. talk to Chris. Yeah. The battle of the bulge going on. I got to go home. Yeah. It's I'm done. not pretty. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's a good blend. Yeah. So like in your classes, I've been to several yoga classes. Our good buddy, Jason mm -hmm. Klein, actually got his certification for teaching yoga like what? years ago. Nice. Right? Oh, I didn't and know that. I know. And it was like kind of random. We were going when we were traveling to different yoga studios. And I can't say we had the purest intent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. like, there's a lot of yeah, attractive was, women yeah. that uh -huh, go to these classes. Uh -huh. like, I guess I'll check it out. <laughs> I don't know. Twist my yeah. arm. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> what do they wear? Oh, yuck. Uh, but, but then as soon as you get into the class mode, it, it's like it doesn't feel like a sexual or no. like arousal kind of. Mm -hmm. You're like. I feel like I'm going to sweat and I got to hold in whatever comes out of my body. Like there's, that's what I just was like. Yes. It's so quiet. And, and it was a just uh, a very traditional yeah. yoga yeah. setting yeah, yeah. where that's a little, yeah, a little different. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, I'm like, actually it, yeah. it is kind yeah. of sexual. Sure. These in, were but in a very strange way when mm -hmm. I say that, because I think that one, I think we hear sexual and we think automatically something really inappropriate, but right, when it's right. more about like, reconnecting with your body and the mm. music that we're listening to, there are feelings that come out of like, I feel good, but it's always a very like personal thing, right? right? right not right. like You're a- You're not sharing it with somebody else. No, yes, no, it's, it's more personal. Yeah, 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 I get that. The thing, <laughs> that, yeah. the thing that I struggled with the most was I think they would try to, you know, put you in almost these trances where they kind of like walk you through, like close your eyes mm -hmm. and feel this and feel mm -hmm. that. And I just could not, get to that space like some people where they're telling me to the very kind of mystical stuff mm -hmm. in in the classes and mm -hmm. I, I just could not get to that zone and so that's why I think yoga never stuck with me because I felt like I needed a, a different mm -hmm. different type of yoga and I think a lot of people feel that way yeah and what I think is really important is there's not a wrong way to sure. get there and I, I agree there's and so like meditation mm -hmm. can be so many different things. And so I tell this to people all the time. People think like doing yoga means like to wear all white and to be like, right. oh yes, good vibes only. Um, you will never hear me say that because good vibes only is ridiculous. Right. It's not good vibes only. I like bad There's, vibes. I love bad vibes. Yeah. Dark vibes, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so some people though, that works for them and they need that. And that's cool. Right. Some people need something else. I needed 
loud music. Mm -hmm. I needed to move yeah. my body. I needed to, we do like this thing called a spiraling in the hips, a like moving your hips and allowing all of that tension that we store in our hips too often to sure. come out. I needed the music. I needed to feel it when the beat drops and mm -hmm. you go into like some type of movement. It just, it, at the end of it, you still get to that place. You still get to that. We're in Shavasana. We have people cry all the time in Shavasana, sure. regularly. And it's because you just had this massive release happen yeah. and you get to that trance type of place, mm -hmm. but you don't need to be guided in it in that way. Sure. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> we've had discussions about drugs or, or reaching different mm -hmm. states. And it's like, everybody kind of has a different picture of what that looks like. And so that's what kind of bothered me was they were trying to paint this very specific picture that I was just like, I'm not gelling with this yeah. like, <laughs> mystical land you're yeah, trying to put no. me in. <laughs> uh, and it's like, you know, the. Yeah. And I was just like. I never fit fall, yeah. in. I never fit in with the. And again, nothing wrong crack. with that. No, it's just not. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And and I can even say this, like I make jokes because I am the Lululemon ambassador this year. And I love Lululemon. The quality is great. Yeah. I love the clothes. But I never felt like I even fit into like the Lululemon vibe. Mm -hmm. And so I told them when I was chosen for it, I was like, I'm really excited to represent a different type of body type. That's, you know, just looks a little bit different. Um because it doesn't, because you don't have to all look the same. I went into yoga classes where everyone looked the same. Yeah. Right, right. Nobody was like stocky and muscular and heavily yeah. tattooed. And yeah, that's yeah. changing too. And, and it doesn't matter what we look like. But I just, I feel like there are different ways to connect with people and get them to connect with themselves. And the more options, the better. Yeah, I love that. Agree. Yeah. When you're like building your classes, since you're leading them, like what does that look like for you in terms of like, are you picking music with certain workouts I've always moves. wondered this like are always. you doing it yourself to see like because I know with music there's lots of drops like you're mm -hmm. saying and like certain things where you're like oh that's gonna hit so hard when that happens <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're hips, are, they're <laughs> hips are, yeah. yeah I know their hips are gonna be gyrating but during this part there, there's uh I, I can't remember the name of it but when you're crouched when we're crouched Malasana. down Malasana <laughs> yeah. uh there was always like you, you just Specific know you songs. just knew it was coming and you knew I I've knew ruined songs you for would, some people yeah and then the beat would drop and it's basically it's like your butt is almost touching the ground it's a squat it's like your a squat. knees are yeah. out like a Buddhist yeah. squat kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then you were like, all right, now move. And then you would have to you like go up and down or go yep. up side to side. And then like the music's going, but you're just like burning. Yeah. yeah. Burning. Yeah. I'm about to bloom. Yep. So, <laughs> 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 I, yes. There, there have been times where I'm just like, she planned this. And I'm, I've always wondered that. So that's a great question. So like, I have you... like hundreds of playlists on Spotify now. Sure. Um, At one point I was teaching 12 to 14 classes a week. Mm -hmm. I could oh, not plan out every single class. That's crazy, sure. like for me. Um, and I, I had a couple of different yoga trainings and I'm really glad that I had the experience because one yoga training was very like, you plan everything out and you do all this. The other training was like, mm -mm, all intuitive. And when we did our practice, we actually weren't allowed to make a plan for our demo. We had to just pick music and oh. just go to the music. So. I kind of do a blend because I do, I think it's important to focus on certain things. Sometimes I'll pick like a peak pose or I know we're going to go into a certain space. But most of the time I pick my music and we just go. And it, and it really will depend on the energy of the room too. Yeah. Because I can do the same exact playlist I have many times, totally different classes. Mm -hmm. 
Do you have those uh, playlists on Spotify? Some of them are yep. yeah. Some of them are public, actually. I keep some public be because cool. some people love using them for workouts. And, and they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're actually fun. they're very high energy. Some of them burn ones will be high energy. Bloom is a little bit more like a vinyasa practice, so those are a little bit chiller. So there's kind of a variety on there. Yeah, um, actually, let's that you know that's a good segue. Oh. let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about the different classes that you yes. have. And that you offer. Mm -hmm. uh, so you said burn and bloom, mm -hmm. which I kind of want to get into the name too and why, you know, yeah. what's behind that. But let's talk about the classes first. Okay. I've got burn, burn yoga, which oh, is. You're going to burn. <laughs> it's a power vinyasa with cardio, plyometrics, loud music. Yeah. You're not really holding still. This is one that you're not really holding still for. Bloom is uh, more of a chill vinyasa flow. We're still doing a lot of pulsing and moving, but the music is not, there's not like a giant beat. It's not high cardio. We're not jumping. There's no intensity like that. Mm -hmm. It's a flow. And so it's much more fluid. Hit classes, pretty traditional hit, one minute high intensity, 30 second low. But what's nice about those is that we're doing that high intensity for one minute. When we go into a low intensity, low, um, section it's usually like a yoga pose so it's a very nice way to like get that stretch hold it feel it and then go back to the movement burn and bloom is like the blend which is really my favorite mm -hmm. i think and the more i've done it i feel like that i don't know it's just magical because you do get really you get all of it you get that burn and you get that high but you are you have more time to come down and to feel all the effects of it where sometimes i feel like a burn you're just like what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And then you leave. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, so there's all of those. I've I've also started doing like there's a new class that I started doing called Flow Down, which is a flow. It's a little bit chiller, and then we come down to the mat for more holds and for more stretching. I've found in my life, um, I'm in a more bloomy season. I've burned a lot. Mm. I've burned all the bridges. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. Um, no, I've just, I've, I've burned Amen. a lot. And when I opened the studio, I was really in a season of needing to burn everything down and restart. And that's what I did. And now I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I'm actually like genuinely so happy mm -hmm. and in love. And I just, I don't, I also don't have anything to prove anymore. So I think some of that burning, which I believe that things ebb and flow and we go between the seasons. You can't stay in one for too long. But for right now, I feel like I'm blooming more. And I've found that in my practice, I need to slow things down and find burn and find that feeling in the stillness. Mm. So I've been challenging myself, holding postures longer, really feeling it mm -hmm. without getting distracted. I think sometimes in burn, depending on the season you're in, uh, that can be a distraction instead of really allowing yourself to be present because we are going so fast and it is so fun. But if you're not really feeling it, then you're just kind of going through those motions. Yeah. So it's another thing that I've been incorporating. Yeah, you just have to say, hey, you need to flow down. <laughs> flow oh, down. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, oh. Do you have any uh, intentions of expanding in terms of Burn and Bloom to more locations? Or because what I see most people in that, that, that fitness realm, they always want to go towards like an online course or something where maybe your classes are recorded and people can do the live classes with you online or mm -hmm. whatever. Is that anything that's kind of crossed your mind or do you like keeping the personal studio? Well, funny you should ask. A thing called COVID happened. Right. Mm -hmm, and I had to quickly make some moves. So I started filming. When, when COVID happened, I was in the studio filming 
a lot mm-hmm. of classes and I put them all up online. They oh, are nice. not fancy. Sure. They, are, they were done with the iPhone. Um, I was very like, guys, I'm just gonna, we're gonna do something. Mm-hmm. And so I continued to do those classes through COVID. Then when we came back to the studio, we could only have six people in the oh, studio at one yeah. point, which when you're going from a class of 30 yeah. to six, it's really not even worth being open financially. Right. But I did, I wanted I wanted to offer that space for people. And so we did that and I filmed those classes as well. Okay. So online right now, I haven't put out a bunch of new stuff. That is something I wanna work on this winter because I do think that there's a space for the online. It's yeah. been a really cool way to connect with people that I know over social media that could never come to a physical mm-hmm. class. Yep. Um, it's not the same by any means, but it's a good option. I've got like a hundred classes online. Oh, wow. very good. So that's all up and that's there for people yeah. who want to do that. I would like to move into my my vision for Burn and Bloom. It's never been to like run a yoga studio, which is funny. I've said that to people and they're like, but, but wait, that's- What are you doing? Yeah. Um, I really just wanted a space to teach and share my practice. When I opened yeah. it, I was like, no, no, no. I don't want to, I don't want to employ people. I don't want to be a boss like that. Mm. I don't, I just want a space to be myself yeah. and to teach. I have brought in a couple new teachers. They're very them. I'm not sure, like they come in, contract work basically, Mm -hmm. um, and they get to do what they wanna do and they're teaching their own classes. They just have a space to do that. So I'm exploring with that. I don't have any desire beyond that to expand. I don't want another location. I don't, if anything, I feel like the studio is wonderful for right now, but the vision for the future for me with Burn and Bloom is more of, events that I can like dive deeper with people mm-hmm. retreats yeah. and workshops cool. Cool. that is where I really because what burn and bloom means to me and what it I mean what we've created with it is just a lot deeper than a daily workout sure. I guess is where mm-hmm. I'm at right now yeah if you could have like let's say one of these retreats and mm-hmm. it was a Saturday Sunday thing mm-hmm. like what would what would your dream retreat consist of like this is what we would do these two days Mm, that's a good one. So I would like to work with people on moving their bodies in ways that they want, like turning on music, letting them just move mm-hmm. in, in a flow or whatever like speaks to them. So I've done some workshops, like building your own home practice. And I did have a retreat scheduled that had to get canceled because of COVID. That was in Joshua Tree in 2020. Oh. It was devastating. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, it was really sad because I was very excited about it. But, and it was going to be more than two days. But basically what I wanted was everyone to wake up, to have some quiet time, to move into a practice together, a more chill practice, move our bodies, to have some workshops throughout the day of ways to uh, listen to music and transition between poses. I want to teach people how to actually do poses safely. I'm not trying to just like, here's the music, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. There are guidelines. But ultimately, I really think that and this is something in the studio, I don't go around and put my hands on anyone to correct people. Sure. I think it can be very dangerous. I think that there's a lot of people who don't want to be touched. And for yoga teachers to just assume that it's okay to put your hands on somebody and to move their body in a pose is pretty wrong. Yeah, it's... it's, it's it feels weird. It feels a, weird. It also, I've, I've been happened. injured because yeah. teachers have like put me into a position that didn't feel good on my body. Yeah. yeah. With that being said, I offer a class called Grow. That's a more workshop style where we have a very small class. It is hands-on, but the students know that coming in. Sure. And we go through it like that. So I mm-hmm. think there is a place for it. In a workshop style with a retreat, I would want to get into places where like, hey, does this not feel right? Let's figure out what feels right. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are different. Our postures are going to look different. They're going to feel different. So let's figure out what feels right on your body. Do it safely. 
if something's hurting, don't do that, you know, and then get them to a place where they can flow and learn transitions and just kind of have like a therapeutic practice themselves. I love that. That's yeah. cool. And then the rest of the time would really be something I've always wanted to do because I did this in one of my retreats that I had attended was we went around and we wrote down lies we had told ourselves or things, lies people had told us or lies we had told ourselves or like dark things that really held us back. Mm -hmm. We wrote them down. We put them all in a basket and everyone drew random oh, pages okay. and they read it out loud. Nobody knew who anyone was. Kyle said. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, you weren't this supposed a, to. This is a total Kyle thing yeah. right here. Yeah. You Definitely Kyle. It, Kyle. Yeah. Um, and so you read it. So then you get to hear that lie that you've been told right. from someone else's Somebody voice. Else. Oh, man. And it sounds a lot different. Yeah. Liar. Yeah. And you would never be like, oh, yeah, they definitely. Like, you're like, oh, that sounds terrible. Because right, most yeah. of the things we tell ourselves are pretty terrible. Yeah. For sure. And then we burned them all. Yeah. And actually, when I did that, I was in Hawaii at a yoga retreat, and I shaved my head that night okay. after the fire. So yeah. shaved my head. I kept my Let's head shaved go. for Rebirth. years. I loved it. Yeah. Rebirth. So for me, those types of things, like things we can do together, not, I'm not trying to get like weird woo-woo. Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, like deeper. Like get a little, yeah. Let's get a little Get bit, a little woo-woo. Little woo-woo. Little little woo-woo. Um, yeah. yeah, get a little bit deeper and and strip off all those layers and all the masks that we yeah. It, it is crazy because Stephen and I have talked about this several times and I don't remember where I heard it or whatever, but sometimes like the whole digging deeper thing mm -hmm. is like you can ask yourself questions that like you really don't want to know the answer to mm -hmm. and you can sit there and ponder it for a while and you will eventually get to the answer. But most of the time we just don't want to find yeah. the yeah. answer or yeah. do what it takes. It's too you uncomfortable. Know? Like, you know, it could be a relationship. It could be jobs or anything if you really dig down why you're not happy in life like we generally can find the answer mm -hmm. we just don't want to like yep. acknowledge it and so that's really interesting because hearing you talk i think of myself at at 36 like i am just now finding I, i'm relatively young but i'm just now finding like how my body works like how to move or like when i'm feeling like i need to move every day or stretch stuff and it's like why did it take me to 36 to like learn half this stuff that you're saying when i should have been doing this when i was like 21 mm -hmm. 18 did you grow up religious 100 mm -hmm. so i think that yeah <laughs> so we could go deeper in yes. <laughs> <laughs> one um <laughs> one time okay but this is interesting that you say that because this is something when people come to me they're like oh my god you just did this for me. And I'm like, no, 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 you did this for yourself. Right. I held the space. Mm -hmm. We often don't have the space to go deeper. We often don't have the people around us to be like, hey, you're allowed to completely fall apart mm -hmm. and completely break mm -hmm. everything open and burn everything to the ground in order to start over. But we don't have the space to do that. And so it doesn't feel safe. And so when you get around people that do hold that space, I'm not doing anything for them. They're doing it. I, don't, I also don't want that that responsibility. Don't put that responsibility on me. Yeah. I just want to hold the space for you to go there. Sure. And there's something really magical about that. Yeah. I mean, I think this this is a great opportunity to kind of, because you've mentioned it kind of mm -hmm. a couple times with the whole religious aspect is. Mm -hmm. So I, I think me growing up, I was always kind of taught yoga was a little witchcrafty. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. A little, it was uh, not allowed. No, no. Yeah. And um, I want to say we had people at my school even because I went to a Christian school talk about yoga and they were like, 
kick them out there go now yeah you know along <laughs> yeah. with harry potter well yeah, yeah. We, we were yeah. a no yeah. a no-go on harry you know and yep. uh <laughs> it's just interesting so walk me through kind of if you're comfortable mm-hmm. yeah how that started and what made you kind of maybe start questioning the foundation of all that yeah. stuff so what i think is really interesting is that when i was really into i grew up pretty religious but my mom was very like Uh, She was the bad religious type of person. Like she wasn't really religious, but she was like a spiritual person. She loved people. She helped people. She didn't really buy into all of the religion. She was a cool mom. She was a cool (laughs) mom. Oh man. Yes. Um, So when I got into it, I wanted to go to a Christian school. I wanted, I like had to like beg my parents to go to a Christian school. Mm -hmm. And I got very, very religious on my own. I wanted to do that. What I found, what I find interesting now is looking back is it was always like the worship and the music yeah. and the community and that electric feeling, which Things I've created can, yes. yeah. without uh, the God stuff. Yeah. Right. Not in a cult way, though, you know. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> My friend did give me a shirt that says cult leader, but we don't yeah. need to go into that. Anyways, ah. the point is, no, I found that interesting because really what it was about is, I mean, you don't have to be better for God, right? It's it's like yourself. You're in charge. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not giving credit to God or blaming God for anything because I'm in charge of how I respond and what I do in my life. I take that responsibility. And so I'm in charge of my own healing and all of those things. So you just find another way to do it, which is why it's interesting to me when like things are not allowed to religious people. You're like, oh, that's probably because... It's pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of things. That's one thing that's always kind of confused me about religion is the idea of, and not just religion, whenever we talk about religion, it tends to be the classical Christianity, you know, church that where we grew up. Non-denominational. Yes. Very charismatic. Yes. uh, I did anyways. I was going to say, mine was pretty old school, but. um, I mean, we were like speaking in tongues. Yes. We didn't have any of that. Oh, That was a no-go for We looked at you guys like, you're great. (laughs) They're waving flags during worship. Oh, yeah, we were. where (laughs) am I? Even though. We partied. At my school, and I'll leave all the details. Most people know where I was, but we had, I think his name was Bob Larson, and he was a um, exorcist. Yes. And he would come to our oh, school. Yeah. And I've do, seen that movie. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Exorcist one, uh-huh, two, and three. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Bob, he, I've seen it. He would do exorcisms in yeah. our um chapel. Was that not normal? Did not everyone grow up seeing that? No. I thought that was And no. I was oh. pissed every time because I didn't go to that church. Oh. And so my buddy would be like, dude, we had an exorcism last night. This lady was running down the aisle just like screaming. I'm like, God, I need to go to a cooler church. Yeah. Like you missed I was out. Like, Did anybody tackle her? Like, what happened? <laughs> and so, tell me every. They detail. would walk me through it and yeah. all that stuff. But you know, you just you see some things, and and my whole thing, what I was trying to say is that like the whole religion thing really bothers me about the free will. Like you're saying, yeah. is we're kind of in charge of what we do, <laughs> and then they're like, well, your name's already written in the holy book. If you've, and I'm just like. So that I can't change that. That's just the, that's what it is now. Well, depending like, on well, if you believe in predestination or <laughs> yeah, exactly. not. And that's a whole other debate. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. that's a strange one. So for me, I got married at 17 wow. because sex before marriage was a sin. 100%. And I wanted to have sex. Oh, so yeah. uh, <laughs> I got pregnant on my wedding night, first time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bye bye, 20s. So, 
that's what I did, you know, my yeah. 20s. And then I had my second son at 21. So I never, I did feel very much like I, I was in marriage counseling in 11th grade. I went from school to marriage counseling. Uh-huh. And I remember one specific time I brought my SAT study guide because I really wanted to be, uh, well, I wanted to do psychology. I wanted to be a counselor. I always, that, since I was very young, wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And I brought my SAT study guide and my pastor was like, well, what's that for? And I was like, well, I'm studying. He's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'd like to go to school for this. My boyfriend at the time isn't sure what he wants to do yet. So he's going to work in the beginning mm-hmm. while I go to school. And then we'll flip flop if he wants to go to school. And he said, you should never financially support your husband. So that doesn't work. And I was like, yeah. oh, and he was like, you can do counseling in the church. And I was like, okay. Huh. And I never Opened that book again. Right. And he also said that birth control was not in the Bible, but self-control was. Mm -hmm. So natural family planning was what I should do, which look how that worked. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I didn't, I I just like went along with all the motions. I thought that's, I thought, I really thought that was like what you were supposed to do. And I was so unhappy, but I just kept being like, that must be, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Because I'm doing all the right things. That's hard. So... I started questioning things. Um, well, I started questioning a lot of things. Biblically, I started questioning things when my sons were like, hey, this doesn't make sense, and asked questions. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't have an answer other than the Bible says. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. not a good enough answer for me. And so that really, and God, my son must have only been like five years old. He was... <laughs> Asked a lot of questions. Um, they do that. They do that. And and very smart. And he just, he, he didn't buy it. He was just like, well, that can't actually, that didn't really happen. That's a book. That's what he said. That didn't really happen. That's just a book, mom. And I mm. was like, whew, I don't know about that. So fast forward to questioning everything and pulling away from religion, but still believing in like spirituality and stuff. Sure. I still like, I listened to podcasts and I listened to, to sermons. I just... Didn't, I didn't buy into like the going to a building yeah. and having to like do that anymore. Yeah. I also saw way too much stuff behind the scenes that I was just like, Mm-mm, mm. this is not, yeah. nah, not into it. So I got divorced and that was like a big no, no, you know? For sure. Yeah. So uh, it, well, <laughs> that was that. God, I'm just trying to think like 17, what was I doing? And I remember, but you do, I did at least feel like I had like, I was running out of time to get married in yeah. in the church. Yeah, it's very like, strange. I was I had mm-hmm. a girlfriend at the time and I remember us talking about well we got to go to college cuz we're going to get married. Yeah. Like probably our freshman year, I mean I'd guess, you know. <laughs> like yeah. we're just like planning out our life um in such a weird way looking back I was like dude that was unhealthy. My like, friends we were, were jealous. My friends all yeah. of my girlfriends were jealous. That I was planning my wedding my senior year of high school because really? they felt like, they were oh behind. no, I'm behind. Oh yeah, that oh, is wild. That's awful. That's awful. I, yeah. I agree. And, and it's funny that you say like your son is was asking questions, and it's mm-hmm. just even through the eyes of a child. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I've said this before on podcasts is that like having a toddler that I have has made me question a lot of things mm-hmm. myself because I'm like, how am I going to explain this to her when she asks yeah. me like. Yeah. Hey, you know, like uh, just anything that may come up, like, is there a God? Yeah. Will. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Daddy don't know. Yeah. And also we can say that. Like, I'm totally like, sure. I don't, I don't know. And I'm okay with that yeah. answer. It, I'm not going to lie to you and say 
It's the Bible, though, because exactly. I can't do that. And yeah. I do feel like there is something about just being honest with your kids. Oh, yeah. Not that maybe our parents weren't honest with us. They were teaching us what they, they, they mm-hmm. thought was correct. But I just want to tell my kids that, like, hey, I'm a person, too. I don't have everything figured out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I probably never will because I'm yeah. a moron. Mm-hmm. No. but like, <laughs> that's... And be able to apologize to your kids. Yeah. Like, why don't people do that? Like, I mess up and I say I'm sorry. Because they deserve that. Yeah. They're humans. <laughs> it, it is true. I, it is hard because I, I do feel I have a stepson who's 13. Okay. And so it's a different dynamic yep. with him. Um, I do have trouble apologizing because I do feel like I'm supposed to be this like figure yeah. of of not perfection, but like I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I know what I'm saying and I'm always going to guide you in the right way. But like I catch myself. I'm like, God, I've messed up. Yeah, I, I got to tell you that. <laughs> I was... Slightly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mostly right. <laughs> Mo- Just this one time. <laughs> Three quarters um, right. My son is also 13, so it, that's a super fun. It is a crazy age. <laughs> and then I think my second son, he was diagnosed with cerebral palsy when he was right before he turned two. That was a huge time that I really pulled away from the church. Going through that experience and having people be like, we should pray for him Oh yes, and his yes. healing. Yeah. Yep. And then a very weird, like the people that showed up in my life were not religious. It was all my friends. I had just moved to a new state. None of them were really religious and they showed up for me. And all of my church friends were just like, well, we can pray and have you like fasted and done. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. actually I did all those things. Yeah. So thanks. Check, check, um, check. That was just really eye opening to me. And mm-hmm. it, it made me feel like, first of all, if you do believe in Jesus, like, do what he did, you know, and like mm. love people and, and support people and for not sure. just like preach at them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was big for me. That yeah. That's another thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is when things happen in people's lives, mm-hmm. they want to say, you know, God mm-hmm. let that happen or God made that happen or yeah. there's or always kind of for a reason or it happened yeah. for a reason oh, or it happened favorite, because yeah. you didn't do like, there's always, I don't know. It's like, kind of both sides of the coin i'm like you can't have it both ways like either god doesn't care what's happening to us or he's letting it happen like you know it's just like either way and it was lose lose right there was nothing good they could say in that situation sure but those weren't the things right Right. i think just being like i'm sorry this really sucks that's it that's like all you need to hear not well did you try this and do Mm -hmm. this or well god created him that way and you're like well no there's okay well that's not really how that worked but that's kind okay. of a dick move, Thanks. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like, why? Yeah. But we like tell ourselves that to make ourselves feel better instead of just being like honest. There's with... an unknown explanation for it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We, we feel better knowing that there's a reason behind yes. it. Okay, thanks. He this... created him that way. Now everyone feels yeah. better. Yeah, it's very strange. I d- I do not like the "I'll pray for you" aspect, um, yeah. or have you prayed about it? Mm-hmm. I know what they're saying when they say that, yeah. and I yeah. think I think that's what I struggle with the most is they. Like what you're saying, what you do in your studio is you are doing things very similar to what a church does in terms of community and like Mm -hmm. making people feel certain ways and all these different things. But like we just paint religion on one of them and you can find that without religion and you can find it without the church. Like it's always community that we're kind of looking for Mm -hmm. with people and whether that's church or yoga or I don't friendship with yeah, other, like there's a million ways God. exactly yeah, you can find all those things without God and I, I've always I just always want to say that to people it's like have you tried looking for what you're looking for in the church outside of the church yeah like you can find good people that mm-hmm. want to hang out with you and you can talk about deep life yeah. meaning and like what you're working on in your life and how you're trying to be a better person all without you know this guy 
you know, getting money. crucified on the cross. Oh, that yeah. too. Well, oh, also you know, the money. You know. um, yeah, or have you like looked within yourself? Because you have the answers. You know. Like, I just, I think that we need to give ourselves a little more credit sometimes. And yeah. go deeper. 100%. And face, yeah. hold the mirror up and look and be like, okay, I'm willing to go into the darkness and it is uncomfortable. And I'm going to go all the way there in order to find what I'm looking for and what I need. And that's yeah. different for everybody. Yeah, speaking about darkness, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> dark uh, segue. Yeah. Love dark, man. No, it's just like when I left the the my Christian faith, it was it was hard, mm-hmm. as as it is probably for everybody, right? It's like everything's being you know crumbled down around you. You're breaking down walls that you didn't even know existed, and you're trying to build them back up, but you just can't. Now I did that alone. You had two kids, yeah, under you. Now I can only imagine. But like that that time, I mean, because like I still look at that time and like in my life, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that was that was dark. That was dark. Yeah. And so having two kids, but then like so like maybe in my head, how did you? Where did you find yourself? And then like getting out of that hole, and then like kind of blooming, mm-hmm. re, mm-hmm. You, you know, um, kind of to what you are today. It's like, you know, how did you find yourself here? I know it's a loaded question. There's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Um, I got really selfish for a while and had to like really figure out who I was and what I wanted. And I was okay with being like, no, I'm doing things selfishly. I'm not doing things for everybody else. And actually there was a really good, I wish I could remember it. Glennon Doyle in her Untamed book talked about this, about what happens when women are so selfless that they give and give and give and give and give to everyone else. Mm -hmm. We have a society of women who don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. don't have any value within themselves. All their value is like who they are to other people. She's a mom and she's a wife or like, no, 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 I'm I'm just me. Can I just be me and hold value? And so I went through a really like selfish stage of just trying to figure out who I was. I also partied on the weekends that I didn't have them. Mm -hmm. And I like kind of figured out I, I was 26, but didn't fit into any group. Right. I had like an eight-year-old yeah. and no tw- no other 26-year-olds had an eight-year-old. <laughs> but also the moms that had eight-year-olds were not in my season. It was very strange trying yeah. to figure myself out. And I learned and I made mistakes that I needed to make. And then when I, when I opened the studio, I was in this very like masculine, I swung the pendulum, right? Because I had like not really, I had been very passive in my life up until then. Well, kind of. In that season, I felt like I had lost a sense that I had lost control over my own life. And so when I got divorced and I was like, okay, I like swung pretty hard to the masculine side of like, I'm going to like do everything myself. I don't need anybody. Yeah. I'm on my own. Fuck the world. Fuck men. Everyone that like, I'm yeah. doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like that. Oh, powerhouse single mom. Going to do it all myself. That was cool. I did it. I opened the studio by myself. And then I remember going home after like doing all the flooring alone and having a nightmare situation where we had to rip it all up and then do it all over again. I was crying and I went home and I was so bummed. And then I went back and I actually accomplished it. And I went home and I was so stoked and I didn't like have anyone to like celebrate celebrate. it with. Mm -hmm. And the boys weren't with me that night. And I was just like, I can do the hard things alone. That was fine. But like, what about these things? Mm -hmm. And do I really like need to stay in this place forever? And I got sick of that whole, like, prove. I didn't have to prove myself anymore. Yeah. I didn't need to prove yeah. that I could do it. I knew I could do it. I needed to prove that to myself because I had never been financially independent. I mean, like, I was a stay-at-home mom 
the, I mean, I got married and became a stay-at-home mom, right? So I'd never been financially independent. I did all of it. I proved it all to myself. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, now what? How do I, do mm-hmm. I just sit here forever? Because this is kind of like a miserable place to be. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thinks I'm doing awesome. I'm doing it on my own. But really, I just, I want to like be able to have a partner or f- a friend group that I can like trust. And, yeah. and I did find that. I found such an awesome community. And I'm so glad I did that. And I spent a lot of time alone I, I just decided like I liked being alone enough that I was like unless I find a partner that's going to make my life better and and vice versa I make their life better but unless I find something that's going to be better I don't want it like I'm not settling anymore yeah. Yeah. sure I'm not like uh, I'm good <laughs> so like unless it's great I'm I'm good here yeah. um and kind of just like accepted that and went into that and then found my person yeah. And that was pretty incredible. And it was, it was those types of things of like, oh, this person supports and elevates me mm-hmm. even more. I can do even more um, in little things too. Like he's home making dinner and doing that right now so that I can do other things. And the boys got used to going everywhere with me, but having a partner to share that load with makes us both stronger and more capable and just like happy and content. And I'm at a place now in my life that I realize, um, I'm so glad I went through what I went through. I'm so glad for the fiery burning seasons and the struggle that I went through. And I'm glad that I absolutely had to crumble everything and have a rebirth. But now that I'm here, that I get to rebuild and grow, um, and experience like that bloom and that opening. And that's made me an even, an even more powerful woman because I think that a lot of us. So, okay. When you think of this, when you say about a man, Oh, he's really feminine. Mm-hmm. It's never positive. Uh, correct. Okay. I mean, generally, like, yes. Generally, it's not mm-hmm. a positive thing to be mm-hmm. feminine. Right. I feel like there's a lot of negative connotations with being feminine, which is like weakness and too emotional and all those things. Let's say, yeah. let's say it's like an incorrect understanding of the words. Mm-hmm. It generally it is, is what we have. Yes. yes. And so I, I started to like not want to be that at all. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't going to show weakness. I wasn't going to be. And when I started dating my husband, he was like, I just love how tender and vulnerable you are. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> words never yeah. used to describe me ever, ever, ever. I made sure of that. Mm-hmm. But that. He brought that out in me. Sure. I did have that in me. When, when people cool. told me, like even growing up, people would say like, oh, you just, you're so unemotional and you're totally detached and you're all these things. And so I grew up believing like, oh, I just have to be this way. I'm not allowed to be too emotional. I'm not. But the truth was I just needed the space to, to feel that and be that and find my power in being feminine because Mm -hmm. it is so powerful. Are you kidding me? Like the feminine energy is so powerful and so strong, but we've put in our minds that like masculine is strong and feminine is weak. And that's where the concept of even burn and bloom really came to be. I feel like I was always more on the masculine side and my energy was leaned towards that, that I felt like I wasn't allowed to be both. Mm -hmm. But really, we all need both. both. We have both and we need both in order to be whole. And so I just, I feel like that evolution of like burn and bloom and the studio brings that out too because it is strong and it is masculine and it also like we're saying like you get into your hips and you start moving ways that you have I not moved I can't wait yeah <laughs> I, I'm psyched listen <laughs> you go home you're like oh honey I am I've gonna been, be moving my hips at this place <laughs> like I've been at Willowa and mm-hmm. I've had guys come up to me and and their wives and girlfriends have been like this is the girl. 
she taught me how to do all that <laughs> stuff. There. And he was yeah. like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, That's you're funny. welcome. You That's funny. <laughs> One of the, the things I'm actually super glad you brought up, and, and what is your husband's name? Johnny. Johnny. And thank you, Johnny, for staying home with the kids and letting her come on this podcast. Is Love you. He's the we've, best. We've been having a lot of guys on this podcast lately, um, and it's just because of how it's worked out with scheduling. But one thing I've noticed with even me and Steven, and and I thought of it with one of our past guests, is he's he tells me all these millions of things he's doing, and we are always constantly doing stuff, and we can only do that because we have yeah. supportive spouses that are yeah. – are, yep. I don't want to say sacrificing their time, but they're they're holding down the fort sometimes yeah. while we're able to to do these extracurricular activities. And it's just so nice to hear that, like like you're saying, masculine, yeah. feminine. Like sometimes you got to switch switch roles, and somebody else can watch the kids. It's not a feminine thing to do. It's yeah. your dad. It's or also whatever. not babysitting. That's Correct. <laughs> I I uh, you know what? That's a, such a funny thing is because yeah. uh, my buddy was like, you know what? Your wife's gonna hate. And I was like, what's that? He's like, whenever you reference watching your kids as babysitting. And yeah, I was don't like, do that. Oh, yeah. I, I, did, I didn't think I would say that. He's like, yeah, I just did. It, it did go over well. They're, I guess they're my kids, too, or something. And yeah, uh-huh. it's not babysitting. So don't say babysitting don't say when you have kids. But um, it's just nice to see Good, I'll take partners. Notes. I'll take notes. Yeah, partners that can, um, and like you're, you've mentioned seasons a ton of mm-hmm. times, and I truly believe like life is just a ton of different seasons. What you're doing now may be different in a year, whatever it is. But sometimes like my wife may get really into something in the next year that she's going to need a ton of time to do. And she has stored up a ton of karma that Mm -hmm. like, I will not babysit. I will watch our kids, you know, every night because it's just, that's part of the relationship of sometimes you're going to be really busy doing stuff that it means a lot to you. And he may have projects that totally. come down the road and you would have no problem doing the same for him. Exactly. I'm sure. It's a team. You're a team. Yeah. And yeah, we're better together for sure. That's great. Uh, I love that. I do too. And I love Johnny. Yeah. He's great. I, I yeah. haven't met Johnny yet. So <laughs> I was a uh, privilege to, I don't do wedding videos, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I just, you know, we kind of talked and we, and we did it and uh, it was actually um, that this is kind of the fun thing. It was like, you had a vision, right? It was like you wanted to video the life that you guys were creating together before yeah. the wedding, right? Yeah. So we videoed the wedding and it was great. It was, mm-hmm. you know, small and it mm-hmm. was in this beautiful um, uh, greenhouse. Greenhouse. On the prettiest, snowiest day of the year. Oh, it, it was, was so it was gorgeous really out. great. Yeah. And, um, but like, you know, so I got a glimpse inside like kind of how you guys work because of course i've known johnny for a bit and i've known you for a bit and then it was kind of cool to see you guys come together but seeing you guys kind of like interact with each other and of course the cameras on you and you know there's things happening but it was like really damn fucking cute it was was fun to watch so we did brunch before you came over so before the wedding it was really important to us that we just like started our day like our favorite day Mm -hmm. which is also how he proposed he called it it was family fun day and it was like our adventure day. It was my day off. We start with brunch because we love brunch. Yeah, we just sure. love brunch. And then we all got dressed together. And then we went to the greenhouse and got married. Yeah. And just with our immediate family and a, a few close friends. Um, and Stephen. And Stephen. <laughs> and then there was Stephen over there. Yeah, and him. Yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was beautiful. It was yeah. wonderful. It was great. Um, okay, so, you know, you've been burning and blooming Whew. in life mm-hmm. and in work. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your sons and daughters photography. Now you have... Um, the Wilds. The Wilds photography. photography. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What are you looking forward to? That is a lot. What's <laughs> next? What's the future? A hold? nap. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve I need it. A nap. You no. deserve it. Um God, I'm so excited. I don't know. I I don't know. You're just excited about I'm just like, really excited about everything yeah. right now. I'm I'm gonna burn out pretty soon, probably. I need a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you're gonna bloom but out. But then I'm gonna <laughs> bloom out. <laughs> like, oh. Um winter is usually is a lot chiller for us. So I'm looking forward to that. We've got nice. I mean, we had a wedding this weekend. We've got a wedding next week. We're going to Mexico for a wedding next month. So you guys month. are already being booked. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, before I even put our stuff out, we had had bookings. <sighs> That's awesome. And Super cool. And you don't advertise. No. not No, I've never done any I mean, paid advertising. I mean, besides like posting on social right, media. Right, social media, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's it. But you, oh wow. Forever. That's really cool. It's really cool. How do you think that's happened? Uh, sorry, Word I, of I mouth. hijacked your, your it, answer. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm, I actually, I mean, it, we, we talked about it in the beginning. And I was like, I want to ask you a question about that. Yeah. Here it is. I'm asking a question. You're building like a culture around your. Glad you finished that word. (laughs) (laughs) Building a cult. I mean, culture. Don't don't, don't tell people. Uh, You're building a culture. (laughs) Bloomers. (laughs) We got bloomers. Burners. Yeah. Uh, Guys, we're all going to move into the same house. Uh, We're going to wear jumpsuits. Um, (laughs) You're building a culture around your burn and bloom, right? And so. Are you know you finding just just like people are just attracted to that word of mouth? Uh, for me, it was I heard yeah. through um, my old roommate mm-hmm. Seth, and he was like he actually you know he didn't have a car, and so I had to drop him off once at yeah. yoga class, and I was like, oh, what is this place? And then I think we became Facebook friends on. or yeah. something like that, or I just like started watching you know Burn and Bloom's page and just was like kind of curious like what is this? And because mm-hmm. he, he would come home. And he'd be like, dude, that was so good. <laughs> and I'm just like, interesting. So, um, like, what you know, it's the culture. Like, how are you cultivating that? Um, and why do you think you, like, you haven't had to, like, advertise at all? I really believe that the people that are meant to come are going to come. Like, truly. And so I kind of had a very, like, hands-off. Like I said, I, I opened the space because I just wanted a place to be myself. Yeah. I was lined up to teach somewhere else that I didn't feel... I could be myself there. And I was like, I'm, I'm not willing to get into a room and to lead a class if I don't feel like I'm being who I am. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I have no desire to do that. And so I was just like, I just need a space to do that. So when I opened it, I was like, well, we'll just see who comes. Like there were some really tiny, awkward classes, you know, a couple yeah. people in there. Yeah. But I had to tell myself that I really believe that they were meant to be there. And that was always how it felt when they left. It didn't matter how many people were in there. And I just like, I mean, gosh, I opened November 18. Within a year, right before COVID, we were like, every class was sold out for a bit. Crazy. And it was wild. It yeah. was super busy. And I don't. I think it's just people. Was it bingo? Telling bingo helped. We yeah. do January bingo every year. That helped for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, it's people telling. I mean, they get to. It's what Seth did. He yeah. came home and he just like shared his experience. Yeah. I yeah. died in there. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. people were like, "I want that." <laughs> yeah, but but really, it's like, I have you know when I run into people, acquaintances, friends, whatever, and they're like, "I'm so sorry, I haven't come. I, I, I'm going to come." I, I and I'm like, I, I don't. I don't care. Like, come if you want to come. Yeah. Come when you're ready to come. Because right. if you come before you're ready, it's just not going to be the same. Like, it's going to be painful. It, yeah, and it's yeah. Gonna, you're, you're not going to be ready one. for it. Yeah, yeah so, so if you want to come, come. Yeah. Be here with us. But if not, I don't care. I'll see you around. Love it. And did, that's how I feel. Did you 
ever, because Steve and I have this feeling sometimes is like when you're working on a project that you're trying to build from the ground up, sometimes you feel like you need some momentum or like, it's just like three months in, you're kind of like, I'm not really seeing a whole lot, but I'm going to keep doing this. Even with this podcast, we kind of are like, and so I assume you have a bit more stake in the game with like having a space in like you're not doing any paid advertising like you're saying so making like, rent mm-hmm. and rent stuff. and yeah. like people coming in and like you said there was some small classes like did you always feel like that was going to work or were you just going to try it and you know hope it it worked out I was just hoping it worked yeah. out um when I went into it I didn't take out any loans mm-hmm. I started with very little I had like a little tiny savings and I put that into it sure. um and I I fixed up the whole place so it was a shithole before that. So mm-hmm. that wasn't too expensive in the beginning, you know, and I just like did what I could do. I did most of the remodel myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like <laughs> I had somebody on social media, this guy DM'd me, which was my favorite to give me advice on business, <laughs> which is fine. Cause I, I really don't know much about business. So <laughs> he was like, Hey, how are your books looking? And I was like, what books? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, I do like taxes and this yeah. kind of like, have you? And I was like, yeah, no, as long as I pay my rent and I can provide for my kids every month, I feel like I'm doing okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He was like, this is my worst nightmare. And I was yeah. like, yeah, this is my business model. Yeah. So, um, that is, kind of how it's been for four years. Right. And some months are hard. COVID about wrecked me. And and there are times that I, even if now, if I have small classes and I start looking at numbers and I'm like, oh shit, it's really yeah. important that the studio is affordable. So it is very, very affordable. I want it to be accessible to everyone. Um, I've had to like raise my prices a little bit to be like, sure. hey, I also, yeah. you know, like rent is going I up gotta and these eat. things. Yeah. Yeah. And and everyone's more than supportive. Everyone is. Most, but you're right. I think I think in January twenty twenty, we went to a different yoga class together mm-hmm. and for Chris Bryant. Yeah. And I was like, You need to raise your prices. Mm-hmm. I was like, You're like offering like a premium I know. service. I know. I know, but I mean, and I like, have a little bit, but it's know, still the cheapest in town. I mean, and I'm it, adamant about that. No, I love. I mean, I love that you are like sticking to your yeah. guns. You're like, I want it. I want it to be accessible to everybody who wants. to I think try that it. the excuse, not excuse, the reason, because it is a valid reason for some people, and I think yeah. we get a little bit arrogant and, yeah, you know, when we do that, is like you, you shouldn't not be able to do yoga or like any type of body work because you can't afford it. Yeah, sure. That's. That's silly. You never to have me. to. Yeah, that's like, just an excuse. I mean, it's just an excuse, but also for some people, that's a real reason if they yeah. really can't Sometimes. afford it. And so, yeah. to me, I'm like, then let's make it more affordable for people. And I have to check the numbers sometimes to make sure it's still worth it for me, like just so I mm-hmm. can pay the bills and stuff. But that's important to me. Yeah. And yeah, some days are harder than others. That, to to sure. circle back to that, like I have been discouraged. I have been worried about numbers and or thinking like, well, everyone hates me now, I guess. And that's usually not the case. It just takes a couple Rarely weeks. Rarely the case. You know, <laughs> only been a couple times. You hate yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's always the thing. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. I did something. Everyone's yeah. sick of it. It's not. It's just it's different seasons. You know, yeah. summer's lighter, whatever it is. So, yeah. That's yeah. how it goes. Word of mouth and I don't know. That's people sharing their experience and their stories. I think that's great. Um, with with all that you have going on, obviously with the kids, and we've just kind of covered a plethora of things. And I, I think anybody listening is probably like, Jesus, like when does this woman <laughs> this <poor> sleep? Girl. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, do you have like kind of time where you can kind of like take some you time, mm. consume some media that you're just like, this is where this is my my area to just like 
go brain dead for a couple of mm. seconds. Like we have our fat Kyle and fat Steven nights yeah. where we watch mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. movies and we pig out mm-hmm. oh, yeah. just to kind of like, <laughs> and they've just become a little too frequent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just sometimes we can just veg out and like forget all the responsibilities. It sounds like you have like, yeah. is that reading a book maybe or sitting down watching a TV show or what what does a night that you're just like I need I to have chill. to admit, and this is something Johnny and I've been talking a lot about that we want to work on the mindlessly scrolling social media. Oh yeah, yeah. that's oh, kind of where yeah. I turn my brain off. I don't love that though, and I'm wanting to get better about the times that I'm on it to use it because social media is really everything for my businesses. Sure, I need it, but yeah, I don't yeah. like feeling like a slave to it. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to a place where I do feel that way. So I'm challenging myself to be more purpose mindful and purposeful when I'm doing that, not just the scrolling. Sure. Um, I do a lot of computer work with like editing and stuff. So sometimes I'll have TV on in the background. I'm not like actually a big TV person, but every once in a while, everyone goes to bed. I stay up till 5 a.m. maybe watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh. <laughs> Which is the most okay. embarrassing. But most embarrassing not. thing. How is that embarrassing? Because it's, have you seen the show? No. Well, it's, no. It's horrible. But I started it back when I was in high school, you know? Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm, I feel like I got to see it now. It's a little nostalgic it, for you. Or like right? Love is Blind or one of those really uh, dumb yeah. dating sites or yep. dating shows. I like mm-hmm. those sometimes to turn my brain off. It is. Also, yeah. a good joint really helps. Sure. <laughs> a hot bath and a joint helps me turn my brain and off. And Love is Blind. Good. And love is like, Johnny and I live an exciting life. Let me tell you, he's a lucky guy. <laughs> uh, I love that. Oh, man. Um, uh. Yeah, reading. I love reading. My boys are big bookworms. They read all the time. I fall asleep when I read, typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't get as much reading done as I would like sure. to. But every once in a while, I will like tune in, and that is where I feel like I get filled. It's a good book that mm-hmm. um, usually like Brene Brown or Glennon Doyle, like those types of books that like, encourage me and inspire me yeah. and give me little tidbits you ever to live by. delve into the fictional world? Because you mentioned like some dark stuff and we've yeah. talked about some like dark books that I've read. Mm-hmm. And if you ever need some suggestions no, don't on listen some to books them. that. Don't What's the listen darkest? to them. Oh God. <sighs> Do you want to hear? Do you really want to hear? <laughs> I'm curious. I like, uh, just for preference, I like horror stuff. Kyle oh. uh, goes, he's about one step more. Oh. Maybe two steps. More than horror? Well, like, well, I just like to see what's out there. You know? <laughs> just tell her. Just tell her. The, I have so many questions. Tell her. Just tell her. I'm the guy that, like, will watch TikTok, and then they're like, here's five books that you shouldn't read if you want to never be disturbed again. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, no. go on Amazon. Bye, 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 no. bye. <laughs> and- I like dark stuff. Not uh, like that dark yeah. stuff. Well, I same, have to be same. honest. I had to reel it back a little yeah. bit because there was some level that I was like, I don't want to get on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is some real. The FBI is watching who (laughs) likes that on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Put that Kyle guy on the list. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I like to (laughs) just like see what's there and I'm just like, oh, I know that's like a little too much. Like I'm not interested in that. But sometimes a good book because we've watched a lot of scary movies and Uh stuff like that. And I've said this before. I never get nightmares from movies, Mm. but from books, I will have a nightmare Every night. Really? Every night. That is interesting. I think it's just because your brain is engaged and you have to like visualize what's happening. Like Mm -hmm. I read The Shining not too long Mm -hmm. ago and I was like, the movie kind of sucked. Didn't really do much for me. But the book book was was, like, Jesus Christ. Like this, uh, like (laughs) I woke up every morning. I'm like, Molly. Had another nightmare. Uh, (laughs) I already, yeah, I already don't sleep well and am kind of like 
a scaredy cat and have a lot of nightmares. So I don't. Don't want to go down that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. My life. That's understandable. My thoughts are dark enough. How about that? Uh, I've read some fictional books. Not many. Nothing that like sticks out as. Calvin and Hobbes doesn't count. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the boys love that. Yeah. Um, What is I don't know the last fictional book. Well, really like. It's been a while. How did you kind of inspire your kids to actually read? Did you just kind no, of stick just, books in front of them? Or? I read to them a lot when they were little until they passed. The secret. They passed me, and they were like, "You're too slow." Yeah. <laughs> like they, they are. <laughs> yeah, they would. They, yeah, Levi would talk to you all about the darkest, weirdest books. He loves that stuff. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I let uh, him have that. Because I've always wondered that. I always hear that is parents that read to their kids a ton. I think it has to do with kids too. Well, I sure. honestly do because that's something like. Yeah. Uh, some kids just aren't into it. Oh, and, 100%. And some love it. I also mm-hmm. didn't like force it. It was never a punishment. Right. I think that helps kids to like, yeah. they didn't have to read. They got like, to go read. Go upstairs and read a book. Yeah. Yeah. And I homeschool. Yeah. And so that's kind of been helpful as well. Oh, yeah. You yeah. still For homeschool? Sure. Yeah. With everything going on. Yeah. Oh, man. How many hours I, that's do you have in your I day? I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, um, wow. They do. They they're actually doing like this online course now that is a lot more hands off for me, and it's been really great because they get to work with other teachers, mm. and you know everyone's yeah. better than mom. So everyone's cooler. Yeah. Than Levi mom. says something like, "Oh, I saw like they said this about this," and Johnny and I look at each other. We're like, "We literally." We said well, that. We you told you that. And they're like, yeah. yeah, but I'm like, okay, well, fine. You can be like, Now they well, love math. Their math teacher's super cool, Mark. I'm like, cool, Mark. Well, you can be I've like, been doing this I for Matthew, years. I Mark, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> is Mark getting interviewed on the Go Fix Yourself <laughs> yeah. podcast? I don't think well, so. Now yeah. the boys love math because of Mark, so. Yeah. Math? <laughs> Screw you. Math. 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 Mark, what are you teaching them? <laughs> and math, yes. Yeah. Math and meth. Well, I think that's a great way to end this podcast. <laughs> Don't do meth. <laughs> we have taken up uh, a lot of your time tonight. It's so been wonderful. We thank you for stopping by. And where can people find you? Like, where, you know, where? In the streets. Instagram. <laughs> dancing in the streets. Um, uh, yes, websites, Instagram. Pop it all in right now. Whew. Plug it, plug it, plug it. Personal Instagram is simply Elisa Marie. Burn. Dot Bloom, okay. The Wilds, Sons and Daughters Photography. Wait a minute, you got the Wilds Instagram handle? The Wilds Story. Sorry, it's the Wild oh, Story. Wild Story. Yep. That's mm-hmm. still pretty damn good. Yeah. The Wild Story, wildstory.com, Sons and Daughters, Sons and Daughters Photography.com, burnbloom.com. Cool. Simply Elisa Marie. Hey, well, you Whew. heard it here first, folks. Go <laughs> check those out. Uh, and hopefully... Uh, the three of us, next yeah. time we see each other, we'll be yes. out of class. We're getting sexy in a class. Yes, we're gonna we die. are. We're yeah. Hey, everybody, check we're out sexy these hips. And die. Check out these hips. <laughs> My two favorite things. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Well, that was our episode with Elisa Marie. Again, we'd like to thank her and give a shout out to her for coming on the podcast and talking to us. And just kind of dropping knowledge on us um, about her past and her present and her future and just what that looks like for her. We're very excited for her and we're very excited uh, for, you know, that she was on this podcast. Yeah, like if anything, she has inspired me to get in and move my body at Burn and Bloom like crazy. I'm sure she's going to have us doing all sorts of positions that I've never dreamed I could get in. And I'm just looking forward to that. Oh, bro, that it. You know what? I'm excited. I feel like we should film that. You know, we talked about with Joe Bell. We talked about uh, going out with him and cutting a hole in the ice and 
learning how to breathe, the Wim Hof method. We're doing a little vlog about that. And you know what? Maybe this is another little vlog where we go over to Lisa Marie's studio and she just fucking just destroys us in moving. I would love that. I, I'm really curious to see what kind of positions my body can get into at 36. <laughs> and I need to document every little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, well, for everybody else, thank you for listening to another episode of the Go Fix Yourself podcast. Uh, if you do anything today or this week to support this podcast, we would love it if you went to our Instagram, Go Fix Yourself podcast, and just drop us a comment. Drop us a like. Uh, just hit follow. We're posting a lot. We're kind of trying to get people engaged we're sharing moments from the podcast the episodes but we're also sharing stuff that is not said on the podcast over there um so we're very excited because we're trying to build a little bit of community so go follow us on that instagram hey but kyle one thing before we go uh good luck today man with your golf oh yeah i got so many holes that i gotta fill here in the next couple days (laughs) it's gonna be insane i'm with some buddies and it's just hole after hole it's going to be a good time. You drinking some birdie juice? Oh, there is uh, some sort we're of We're going to talk about this on the podcast one day, and we're going to have some shower scotch that I'll have to describe to everybody. Shower it's scotch? It's a weird game we play. Yep. We'll uh, save that for another time. I mean, I can only imagine, and it, it fills me Please with do. De- Please. fills me with delight. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Steven will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. And remember to always go fix yourself.